Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast Love the Graps. My name's Chris. I'm on the line with Alan. Hello. That's Alan. Um, and this is our podcast where we talk about wrestling stuff like that but also we've got another voice um somewhere out there in the ether our northern correspondent but so northern so unbelievably northern um it's joe atherton (laughs) (laughs) has the north got a delay on it yeah well Uh, yeah possibly yeah yeah (laughs) still on dial-up still on dial-up yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, we thought we'd have Joe on. He's been dying to come on and get picked, picked on by us too. Um, bit definitely. of a bit of a masochist, aren't you? Really, glutton for punishment. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. You've come to the right pair of dickheads, then, haven't you? Um, <laughs> Joe, I'm going to be very nice to you because you've been doing the responsible thing and locking yourself away from society, which I've been mm. asking you to do for years and you've never <laughs> done. Um, but finally, <laughs> the message finally hidden away. Um, well, how, how yeah, you, the, the penny dropped. <laughs> how are you? Um, how are you getting on up there at the moment? Pretty good, to be honest. Um, we've got. Uh, amazing things called uh, food delivery, which is uh, delivering all the food at the minute. Got Very Netflix, good. got uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, uh, the wife just got Disney Plus, so yeah, uh, perfect. All good on that. All good on that. Uh, well, of course, those got... those three represent now the complete archive of human achievement because there will be no art created after this. Um, it will we'll have stopped. And you just have to refer back to Amazon Prime, Netflix, and Disney Plus for all your entertainment mm. from now on. Look, I'll have also, you know, if I get really, really, really desperate, I've got the WWE Network as well. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh. I'll have you know, Steph McGovern started her new chat show today from her sofa. So we are still creating art. Oh, great. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, so just put. What, just catching up with stuff? You know, hanging around, causing a nuisance? Yeah, pretty much. Um, there's, there's like a bunch of films that I, I fancied seeing and, you know, uh, Killing of the Sacred Deer on Amazon. That's one to check out. That's a pretty good film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, on a, that's on a list, a long list for me. But um, Yeah, I enjoyed The Lobster. The Lobster was the <laughs> film he did before that. Very, very yeah. good. And I'm a big fan of the favourite. Well, I'm um, a big fan of the favourite as well. So. All right. That one about the yeah. Queen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the lesbians. Olivia Coleman. Top right. notch. Top notch yeah. performance. She won an Oscar for it. Absolute national treasure. Yeah, oh, she yeah. Won she, won, actress. she won an Oscar and then was just disgustingly English. She was she was absolutely charming, and I will not have a bad word said about Olivia Coleman. 
I will well, say many heard, bad words. I've heard that she's traded her Oscar for a, a 12 pack of Lou roll and some pasta. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, well, it seems a bit rich actually, but um, good for her. Got to do what you've got to do. I went I shopping this morning. I went shopping this morning and got Lou roll and pasta. I'll just throw that in there. All right. Yeah. I feel right, like the, the richest man in the world. Nobody yeah. likes a show off. <laughs> it feels a bit like we're in Waterworld, doesn't it, right now? I wish in we Kevin were. Costner's Waterworld, but instead of like petrol and, and, and little bits of plants, we're like just desperate for toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Well, I lived in Rotherham, so uh, I experienced Waterworld about two or three months ago. Well, yeah, there you go. Um, uh, and that was it, a step up de- from Mad Max. Yeah. Has everybody developed gills yet up there? No? I think it's oh, standard right. in Yorkshire, to be honest. Yeah. I'm from Lancashire, yeah. so I'm always going to stick the boot in. <laughs> All right. Okay. So... What we've gathered here today to do is to talk about some wrestling that we've watched recently. It's kind of what we've been doing. We, we had intended to just kind of talk about any old bullshit when we started doing these podcasts. But Alan and I have actually ended up watching some wrestling related stuff. Um, but what we wanted to do today, Joe, as we've got you on the line, is um, check back in to one of our favourites. Um, I think we've done at least two podcasts on this topic before, right, Alan? <laughs> at least two, maybe three. Yeah, because we have shown it to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, we are, of course, talking about the DDT anal explosion death match, um, which is probably like four years old now, isn't it? It's getting up there. Yeah. Um, the, from DDT, a match between Joey Ryan, Joey Ryan, world's strongest penis wrestler, and... Um, Dan Shoku Dino. Um, Sodomy Dino. That's what Dan Shoku translates as. Brilliant. Sodomy. Yeah. I found out um, he took the Dino bit of his name from a minor character in a children's anime. Well, they all do, don't they? But yeah. did that character have any of the same tendencies? I don't know. I mean, ordinarily, I'd say no, because it was a children's anime. But Japan. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't brace yourself for what might come when you turn on children's Japanese entertainment. Um, (laughs) But Joe, okay, so Alan and I have spoken about this a lot. We have expressed um, the utmost joy and platitudes at this particular match. Um, Kind of falls in our wheelhouse quite succinctly. I'd like to get your take on it, though. First impressions. Right. Uh, well, like a lot of things happening in the world at the minute, I didn't really have a clue what was going on. Um, <laughs> the, the Japanese lad, his, his name escapes me. Dan Shokodino. Yeah, that's him. I'm, I'm just going to call him Dan. Uh, yeah. He came down to the ring uh, via the crowd, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he was aggressively kissing children, which uh, <laughs> was a, a bit of a worry. Yeah, he does that. 
as if we're giving him license to do it, as if it's okay. Yeah, yeah, he'll do that, actually, yeah. That's the thing you've got to know about Dino, is he'll do stuff like that. Like, when, the, it's quite no- just let him do it. That, um, when DDT came over to New York last year to do their WrestleMania week show, that because mm-hmm. of the slightly different society of uh, mm. America to Japan, um, the, the people in the crowd were, were told to put their hands up if they didn't mind Dan Shokodinu kissing them. <laughs> consent. Uh, consent nice. Is, yeah, consent is very fair. Yeah. I like to yeah. think that there are notices well, up at the door when you go into a DDT show. It's like, um, this show will be filmed if you don't consent to having your image on camera. Please contact management and by entering the arena, you consent to being kissed by Dan Shokodino. And there are two friends of the podcast who've been kissed by Dan Shokodino in yes, uh, Morton true. in Denmark and Kieran Lafour. Um, yeah. So, you know, perhaps that's how coronavirus started. I don't know. Lucky boys. Yeah. yeah so... um, I, I kind of forgot one of the, the key things that, that started at the beginning. Uh, before the match actually started, there was like a Japanese Trump impersonator going over the rules. No, that was actually Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, that was right. actually Donald Fair Trump, yeah. Did, Did you not, you not tell eyes? by the eyes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was actually very good, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, again, it, it kind of set the tone for the match, as in I, I didn't have a clue what was going on. <laughs> now, that's a, that's a guy called Super Sasadango Machine, who his right. thing is he does PowerPoint presentations before matches. And, oh, so he's uh, kind of like the Japanese Rory Gulak. Yeah, but... Oh, well, well, come on, let's be careful, though. Hang on. Drew Gulak. I think you're talking about Drew Gulak. <laughs> Drew Gulak, oh, yeah. <laughs> we've, already, we've, just, we've just spoken about the Japanese Rory Gulak just now. <laughs> <laughs> Easy mistake to make. Yeah, definitely yeah, so, not the Rory Gulak. So, yeah, so I, I don't know if you picked up on this, Joe, but he, him as Donald Trump, um, right. He he had outlawed uh, what they call shimonetta, uh, which is kind of sexy behaviour in the match, right, which uh, is okay. a, a, a problem given that the two competitors are Dan Shokudinu and Joey Ryan. And the referee, uh, referee Matsui, was stationed backstage to rule uh, if shimonetta was happening. So that might give you a bit... Okay. A, a explanation of, as to what was going on. Is it right. all clear okay. now? Um, it's it's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I think by the end of this podcast we can have this. Like, I, I reckon we can have you up to ninety percent comprehension on this. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> so we've got Donald Trump. We've got Donald Trump presenting the rules of the match. It's anal explosion death match, and that. Um, Shimonetta, bawdy and sexual humour is completely outlawed um, by ruling of Matsui referee. Then we kind of end, the, then we get to the match. So we've got Joey Ryan and we've got Dan Shokudino and another wrinkle is added to the match. W- were you expecting a man to have been kidnapped and <laughs> have fireworks put in his butt? Well, the, the, the clue is kind of in the name, but I expected, like, you know, it was kind of something like you might see in Saw, 
Like they, they've got <laughs> like in in Joey and and the other guys ass. I'm like yeah. whoever whoever lost kind of like it'd be it kind of like battle royale. Yeah, but in the arse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, so, it, it certainly did add another um, dimension, an element of drama to the match. Yeah. So Joey Ryan had kidnapped Dan Shokodino's best friend and um, set a timer for an explosion in his ass. And there's a big red button. Um, Dino had to win the match and press the button to save his uh, his best. Zanus. I think that's how it's phrased. <laughs> I thought it was a bit unsporting of Joey to... Um... Eating into the time by doing both national anthems before the match started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Um, I mean, I, I got I, probably for the best because if we're gonna go, like, if we're gonna go Broadway with these two, we need to fill it with something. Yeah, there's only Some so many dick flips you can do. Well, well, especially when you're avoiding dick flips. Let's be honest, things in this match were filled. <laughs> Are you telling me you thought there were filler in this match? No, I'm, I'm on about things that happened with lollipops during the match. Right, oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. There was a lot of butts in this match. Um, <laughs> there was there was a, a lot of a lot of stuff ruled out for being Shimonetta. Yeah. Um, but one very important thing allowed. Hmm. In the um, Matsui referee uh, was was very much up for two men kissing. That wasn't shit. Yeah. Uh, that was just a it, beautiful expression of love. <laughs> it was well, why, well did he, why, did he, why did he kiss Donald Trump backstage? What was that all about? Or why wouldn't you? Donald Trump. <laughs> did, you, did did you like uh, Matsui referee's march? Uh, from backstage and his various adventures along the way. Um, it certainly was a thing. Um, he, he punched. He punched that big mascot, didn't he? Just punched it. Yeah. What was? What was that I don't all know. about? I don't know. There's still there's still mysteries within this match that I don't fully comprehend. Um, yeah. He, he opened uh, the women's locker room um, and was greeted with the sight of Cherry. Uh, half dressed, which made him vomit. Yeah, he was not into that at all. No, <laughs> I mean it's cherry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I'm not sure. I completely understand why it would make him vomit. But okay. <laughs> and then, um, and then he did come across Donald Trump uh, in the backstage area. Mm. And, they came uh, to blows. They did come to blows. Phrasing, lads. Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we and don't then, know what uh, happened. Uh, they Hello? kissed. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did a lovely. They punched. Kiss. They punched until they kissed. Yeah, we've all been there, haven't we? We've all been yep. there with our ma- with our mates. I think that's a great metaphor for the world at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> I hope a bit so, of roughhousing ending yeah. in a smooch. I'm just getting the punches at the moment, so you know I'm looking forward to that smooching. Yeah. Um, one of my like there's. There was some fun stuff with like the uh, there was a foreign a, a series of foreign announce tables outside the ring um, because it was Donald Trump's show. Um, they had invited the whole world to come and commentate. 
So um, somebody did end up going through a Spanish announce table uh, yep. at ringside. That was fun. I thought. Uh, I guess, yeah. And then um, all those all those guys got in the ring and had their pants pulled down. Yeah. Everybody's pants got pulled down. Um, and then lo- lollipops went where lollipops certainly shouldn't go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, you, if you've seen a Joey Ryan match, you know that's where the lollipop is going to go. It's going somewhere. It doesn't doesn't mm. go unsoiled, does it? No. And usually after that, he offers it to a member of the audience. We're lucky yeah. we didn't get that. Didn't find a child yeah. to, to take it. Jesus. <laughs> um, so when we got to the end of the match um, Joey Ryan and, and Dino ended on quite amicable terms um, yeah uh, everyone shook hands at the end and, and you know put, put each other over the, the thing that confused me was that considering you know his, his friend's rectum was, was in imminent danger he didn't seem all that concerned about getting to the back and helping him out no in fact Joey Ryan gave him the button um, that if he pressed it, it would stop it happening, and then he just yeah. threw the button aside, <laughs> chucked it away. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe there's some there's some wrinkles to that relationship that we don't fully understand. Like maybe stuff has gone on in the past between those two friends um, that has led to a bit of a uh, bit of division, and maybe Dino thought, Do you know what, he deserves to have his anus exploded. Maybe. Hey, I, was a bit, maybe. I was a bit disappointed as well, to be honest, because, like, that, that wasn't really an explosion. It was more of a singe. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Yeah. There, was, there was a substance. That's all I can say. It left it, a black it, mark. Yeah, it didn't look good. I mean, I wasn't so. expecting the guy to be, you know, murdered, but, you know... I thought one, you know, a firecracker would have been a bit better. Yeah. You just want to see Japanese people hurt, don't you? Well, yeah, not just <laughs> Japanese people. Okay, all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm glad you qualified so for that. They they did a, another anal explosion match a year later, which was a tag team uh, gauntlet uh, anal explosion match, Joe. Um, which had all kinds of fun in it. So perhaps we'll make you watch that one as well. I'm going to be honest, lads. It, it kind of wasn't my graps. <laughs> oh. But oh, what a shame. The creativity. I appreciate the creativity that went into it. It was certainly very, <laughs> very creative. It just wasn't quite for me. Well, that's the shame. I'm really sorry to hear that. Um Maybe we can move on to talking about something that is very much up your alleyway. Um, a uh, person who murdered his wife and child. Uh, <laughs> hey, now you're talking about that. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, um, so we all caught the second part of the uh, Chris Benoit um, documentary, The Vice, have put out. Um, I watched it on YouTube, but it's not actually available on YouTube in this country. I, I used a a um, VPN to, to stream it. Um, I watched a, a weird version on YouTube that had weird cuts in it. 
right, well, okay. Well, you're both idiots. I watched it absolutely fine on Daily Motion. Oh, uh, yeah, there is that. There is that. Um, I, I don't want to talk about it even too much because it's bloody miserable. Yeah, it was it was a real tough watch. Um, I watched it first thing this morning. Um, yeah. And when it finished, I was just like, because oh. it's a horrible story really really horrible and it just went into far too much depth for for my liking um and just showed lots and lots of people very upset like obviously conflicted because you know there's this guy who they all really loved and respected and then he did a very bad thing and he because of that he's been erased from history which you know your mileage may vary on whether that was the right thing to do but erasing him from history has also erased his wife and child from history yeah joe what's your sort of what's your history with benoit like in that like were you like a big fan of his back in the early 2000s i wasn't a massive fan of his but i did recognize that he was a very very good wrestler uh, yeah. His matches, particularly against uh, uh, Guerrero, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought he was a really, really good wrestler. Um, it's really weird because I remember the pay per view. Yeah. Was supposed yeah, to uh, show up at, and I can remember re- being really, really, really pissed off, and and turning to my mate, I went, "Oh, there better be a bloody good reason that he's not here. He better be dead or something." And yeah, obviously. Yeah, well, it was. That went, I mean, it, it was well. painted as like he's just not shown up, which was weird. Like they could have, they could have given any reason, like for him not to have been there. Like, but it was painted in a weird way that oh, he's just not shown up. Um, I remember that. that. It was that's strange. always that's always made me feel a bit weird because, like, if I don't show up for work, my boss rings me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And if my boss can't get hold of me, then like that might be an issue. But I'm not a a superstar in the World Wrestling Federation with a history no. of kind of uh, up and down behaviour. Who's just lost one of his apparently yeah. lost three of his closest mates within like months of each other um, because you know they mentioned uh, on the documentary that he had a pal called Mike who would come round and calm him down and take him places when he he was getting a bit upset. That guy is actually Johnny Grunge from ECW. And he died in like the February of that year. Uh, And there was a guy called uh, Victor Ma who worked for New Japan. He was like the foreign relations guy for New Japan. And he died like in the December, I think. So like he lost three guys. So, if you've got someone who's obviously in that kind of fragile state of mind, because I can't believe that, he, that there weren't signs. Like, if he doesn't show up for work, why, why aren't you raising alarms? Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, alarms were raised, weren't they? Yeah, but like, far too late. I don't know. I mean, he left messages with people. Like, it's not like he'd I just guess. not shown not shown up. Like, yeah. Like, he had spoken to people. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter now. I just thought that was just a bit weird, but. Well, I feel yeah. I feel like that's I feel like that's placing undue blame on WWE. Oh, I want to 
uh, you know, uh, I mean, I'm not making the, I'm not making the documentary, but I'm not going to dig out new things to try and um, make them sound worse than they already kind of painted themselves as. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it kind of ended on a sweet note with um, Benoit's um, surviving son and uh, exactly. Benoit's sister. Um, yeah, meeting up for the first time in like was what they say 15 years 16 years something um, like that yeah uh that's quite sweet um it was an advert for AEW though did you know benoit also had a daughter no i didn't know that but then uh, yeah he wouldn't have known it from the documentary but he he, he has a a daughter um a couple of years younger than david uh called right. megan um, and uh, I wonder why, like, I mean, her mum wasn't involved either um, in the documentary, but I wonder if it's just still just too much for them. Yeah. Um, but it, it was it was nice at the end. And I like, I mean, I don't know these people, but I, I hope that David and and Nancy's sister, who uh, I care about so much, that I can't remember her name. Um, I hope that Nick they Cole, f- wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. I think so. But I hope oh, they, yeah. they just kind of uh, managed to sort of carry on together and find some support in each other. Um, yeah. It was lovely of Jericho to sort it out. Um, Jez will fix it. Uh, he got them, got them together. Um, yeah. And it was really nice to see Chavo there as well. Um, so there was a bit where um, David broke down crying about his dad. And then I think Chavo came in and gave him a hug. I think yeah. Chavo, Chavo was a producer of the show, I think. So he was obviously there when everything was being filmed. Um, so that was really nice that like these people are still really close. And, and I say it must be really weird for these people because this is a man that they absolutely loved. And that bad thing happened. Yeah. Um, hard watch. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know whether I can like really recommend it. Because it feels like well-trodden ground. Um, if you've if you've been following wrestling for the past twenty years, um, but yeah, I don't know. Watch it. Watch it. Don't watch it. Dep- like, but don't expect it to be uplifting. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. It's a difficult watch. I mean, I'll I'll admit that there was a lot of stuff in there that I didn't know about, but that was purely because I didn't want to know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to know like the details of what happened. You know, would warn anybody that's thinking about watching that who doesn't know the detail. They do kind of go into graphic, well, semi-graphic detail of uh, how he did, like, kill his wife and kids. If anybody's triggered by stuff like that, I I would warn them, you know, be prepared that that is actually in the documentary. But like you said, um, the fact that uh, Jericho got uh, David Benoit and his auntie, uh, who hadn't, like, spoken... For years, due to obviously that you know there'd be a huge family uh, rift after something like that had happened. Like you say, if anything good has come from it, it's it's definitely reunited them two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, next week's show uh, be a little bit lighter because it doesn't concern a murder. Only several attempted murders in the ring. It's about New Jack. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay, well, that might be a fun watch then. Yeah. Um, he's um, an entertaining character, generally speaking. I've heard that the uh, the last one's Owen Hart. 
Yeah, I'll um, be avoiding that one. Yeah, yeah. I do you know what? I like. I feel like the with the Owen Hart thing. There's so much finger pointing going on that I'm not sure I can. I'm not sure I can handle it. There was a lot of finger pointing going on in this, um, and it's like I don't know how what that sort of helps. What What are you trying to achieve at this point? Like nobody's ever going to be family. I think for the family members, at least, like it's giving them a chance to to put their side of the story out there and if nothing yeah. else to get to get it out in the open and off their chest i suppose yeah yeah but that's that's the but, problem about but that's the problem about this sort of a series though because <coughs> you're going this is a series about the dark side of the ring so it's not like you're making a documentary to highlight this issue you're making a documentary that is like rubbernecking at a bad time in professional wrestling like it's not like a standalone thing where you want to just talk to these people and hear their stories you're part of a series that's highlighting the negatives do you know what i mean like it's not it doesn't feel completely sincere in that respect did Um, you watch um a lot of series one either of you no no i was just trying to get like your thoughts on whether you thought that the program was sensationalized i don't know i'm obviously they're american or or canadian so it's going to be a tad sensationalized but i I I thought that the the benoit story was i thought it was handled pretty well yeah yeah i think it fits in with like the sort of trend towards like true crime documentaries that we're seeing a lot of these days like and it was well made um yeah but yeah it's just the idea that it sits within this series where they're trying to collect as much like shitty stuff as they can Um, yeah i was just glad they didn't do the soft focus reconstruction of the actual crime no well yeah i was was worried that that was gonna come it would have been very unpleasant um they probably would have had to get they did um it was bad enough when they found Eddie Guerrero's body in the first episode. Oh, that was terrible. But I mean, yeah. it, it did. Uh, it did mean that Swoggle missed out on a, a gig as as Daniel Benoit. <coughs> yep. Swoggle, who, by the way, maintains that Benoit was murdered. Oh, leave that out there. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, let, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> let's please okay so um <laughs> as well as watching uh a documentary about a man who who died and did horrible things we also watched uh, a behind closed doors show from all elite wrestling yes yeah now, second consecutive that. week now yeah i'm on a i'm on a i'm on a roll now yeah joe are you watching dynamite i am but i've got a wait until a friday because i'm poor okay all right or although i have i have seen the bit where uh jericho cuts a promo on uh, vanguard one spoilers very good yeah very good well we'll get there won't we yeah uh so, um, or you can watch it on daily motion this is the, the second <laughs> oh dear daily's place motion yeah, very good. Uh, so, yeah, this is the second week behind closed doors from Daly's Place in Jacksonville. 
Um, last week's was a really good show, uh, especially compared to what WWE had served up with their behind closed doors, which seemed really kind of sterile and, and just, yeah, what's the point of this? Whereas last week's AEW seemed really, really, oh, right, they've done something with it. This week, I don't know if I was sold as much. No, it was. It felt like a skeleton crew as well. Yeah, um, I mean, one of the the good things about last week was that they had the uh, the heels and faces at, at ringside, um, and that was missing this week. Maybe because yeah. um, they didn't have enough people there to do it. Uh, because yeah. I think that there were a lot of people who flew in for last week's show who couldn't make it in for this week's show because their respective states are on lockdown. So. Uh, Excalibur and Matt Jackson couldn't get out of California um, and the New York guys couldn't get down from from New York and the Chicago guys couldn't get down from there and I think everyone who was there either lives locally or in the case of like Tony Schiavone um, Atlanta's like you know a four or five hour drive to Jacksonville um, so he wouldn't have had to fly so it was very much a skeleton crew and it did take something away I thought yeah yeah definitely like it was kind of notable when you sort of talked about like the groups that um you know because it's kind of headlined AEW shows are kind of headlined by two big factions aren't they and then yeah. like kind of there are some significant absences for both of those on this show um particularly the end of the show it felt a little bit like it felt a little bit flat to me the way they um tried to do a beat down that just didn't work because there weren't no. enough of them there. Yeah, because um, Jericho only had Sammy Guevara there because Jake Hager, I presume, had gone home. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also um, Ortiz and Santana, nowhere to be seen. No. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I kind of said to you that it felt like there were a lot of squash matches on this show. You kind of disagreed, I think. But, um, yeah, we had... So we had a bona fide squash match in um, Jake Hager's match against somebody. Some some guy? It was like Chico the man or something like that. Yeah, it didn't um, even get an entrance. Like in your AEW no. debut and you don't even get an entrance. Yeah. And then and then you also had uh, Brody Lee making his in-ring debut against QT Marshall, um, yeah. who did get an entrance. I don't know what that was, though. Uh, why, is he, why is he... Yeah, he's eating an apple. Yeah. Don't, don't make an apple, you gimmick. He's I mean, from the big for, apple. One, it's, for one, it's been done. I know, and then they point out that he's not even from the big apple. <laughs> um, yeah. There was a lot of that There was a lot of that on commentary, weirdly, and we'll talk about um, Jimmy Havoc in a minute, actually, but um, <laughs> a lot of like them going, actually, this guy's crap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's like, oh, uh, look at all of like, look at all of his offense, but also looks like shit, doesn't he? Like, there was so much <laughs> like weird, like not, you know, not putting their best foot forward on commentary, really. Um, and maybe that's. Do you, do you, you know, think? The... Go on. Do you think QT Marshall looks like Chavo Guerrero? Mm, no, not really. All right. Did you think so? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the commentary team is, is usually JR, Excalibur, and either Taz or Tony Schiavone. Um, yeah. JR's old as shit. 
so he's under lockdown. Excalibur yeah. couldn't leave California. Um, so it was just Tony Schiavone and uh, either Kenny Omega or Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I don't know why they picked those two. Um, I mean, Billy Gunn was there. Surely yeah. you have Billy Gunn on commentary. Do you know what I mean? I guess um, I guess they're in charge, aren't they? They're like, oh, well, we're part of the team, so we'll do, yeah. we'll do it. You don't have to pay us anymore. We'll do it. No, and so the commentary um, was was a bit lacking this week. Uh, I think Shivani did his best job, but he's not a play-by-play man, or certainly not anymore. Um, no. And the other two, you know, they did their bits, um, as you say, kind of <laughs> lifting the veil as to what they, they genuinely think about some people. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of missing there. Um, I did really like the the filmed bits that they had in. So they had yeah. a, another um, Jake Roberts uh, talky bit for um, Lance Vance, yeah. uh, where he was sat around a fire, just giving a really good sort of little little promo, which is what he does best. Uh, they had Darby Allen um, setting a dinner table for the uh, the um, I can't remember the name of the the, the stable now. Um, What's Jericho? Wait, wait a minute. What? The inner circle, circle. Um, setting a dinner table for the inner circle and then setting them on fire. Uh, Quite enjoyed that. And then they had a little bit where Vanguard One uh, flew out to check on Nick Jackson in California. Um, Don't forget the other dinner. Don't forget the other dinner table scene. Oh, Um, right. (laughs) Well, yeah. So um, they also had a a bit where Brody Lee was having dinner with two of his uh, Dark Order minions. Um, and they were they were eating steak. Um, it looked yeah. horrible. Um, and uh, Brody Lee can't hold a fork properly. Although maybe that this might be a further rib because the whole thing seemed to be a rib on Vince McMahon. In the uh, someone started eating while while Brody Lee was still eating, uh, and he was told to leave the table, um, which I've not heard is one of Vince's foibles. But then <laughs> the the other lad sneezed. And Vince asked him to leave the room because apparently that will happen in real life. If you sneeze in front of Vince McMahon, he will ask you to leave the room. So I wonder wow. if Vince McMahon also holds his fork stupid. Uh, and that was like a further little in-joke there. But it seems weird that they're doing this thing. Is Brody Lee a dark cult leader or is he a piss take of Vince McMahon? Or can he be both? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's um, the Ministry of Darkness era vince mcmahon right yeah. um where he turned out to be the higher power it was him all um, along yeah and this is just the logical next step of what if he revealed that he was a higher power and then continued to be the uh the leader of the ministry right um yeah but yeah i like those those film segments um the matches some of them were maybe a little too long uh and the, there was no heat um although in the uh, the Sammy Guevara Kenny Omega match, you could hear voices kind of whooping along with some of the action. Um, yeah. I don't know where those voices were coming from, but even that kind of made a difference. Apparently, um, I was reading the last week's Observer, and Meltzer said that Disco Inferno of all people came up with with an idea to to inject some atmosphere, and that's that every fighter comes to the ring with with a couple of corner men. 
who can stand in their corner and and kind of right. shout encouragement and stuff, which probably would work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But this was just very vanilla. One guy, um, no encouragement, and it, it just felt a bit flat. And then it yeah. led to the final segment. Yeah, well, so the Sammy Guevara um, uh, Kenny match was the main event. It was announced as the main event, but it certainly wasn't the main event of this show. Um, for for me, the main event was the last segment where Chris Jericho confronted uh, Broken Matt Hardy. He referred to himself as Broken Matt Hardy. So yeah. I'm glad that we've got. I'm glad we've got that out of the way. I didn't want there to be some weird, like, you know, backdoor contractual dispute over that. Where WWE start claiming that that was theirs? No, no, he owns. Well, no, because they used Woken, didn't they? WWE. Yeah, but also there was like, you know, they did get the whole fact that he could do that character in WWE was like a weird sort of backdoor thing where TNA eventually let him because TNA were refusing permission for a while, weren't they? Yeah, Matt Um, Hardy gave him uh, has got the rights to that now so he can use yeah. that but before he confronted uh matt hardy he confronted vanguard one who when we spoke about aw last week we weren't sure if it was vanguard one apparently it's vanguard one 2.0 yes um, yeah. so it's the spirit of vanguard one in a in a new smaller drug new vessel new vessel yeah and um and jericho uh said that he hated vanguard one um really hated him but he respected him and offered him a place in the inner circle. Yeah, said um, you can come and you, your propellers will be spinning with all the money you're going to make. Yeah. Um, you'll be getting all of those um, Instagram model drones. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, very good stuff. I like this. I think Jericho's new thing should be everyone he comes across, he tries to get them to join the inner circle. <laughs> I yeah. have to hate them, but respect them. Yeah. Yeah. But um, then um, Matt Hardy did eventually appear. And then what what happened next has has kind of divided people. And I'm I'm actually not sure where I fall on this. And that's oh, that no. Matt Hardy started way up in the the uh, the bleachers um, and then slowly teleported his way to the ring. Yeah. Slowly, really just like a four or five step teleport to the ring yeah on live tv a man teleported yeah i i was well into it because this is what i was calling for last week when like you know you had matt hardy there you've not you've not got a crowd you can just do whatever you want like let's yeah, do some definitely. goofy stuff and i, I actually I, I i suggested last week that they would they should do a thing where like you can hear a crowd doing like the delete chant and i thought they were going to do it there were moments in that promo where it was like because he did oh there well you might not be able to see them but this arena is full of souls um and yeah, abraham, lincoln that was a- there, abraham lincoln was there yeah. yeah um and then he did the delete thing and then he did his little song about um how does that go uh you will wake delete. up one day and find you are obsolete. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, because um, he did say that the uh, all the, the the spirits, the the essences, were singing along to Jericho's theme song. Um, but he had another theme song for Jericho, which he said was a bit of a dirge. 
Yes, yeah. Um, and it was lovely. I, I was well into this segment. My, I was my well only into issue it. is that it it now establishes magic as being in the AEW universe. And and Matt Hardy did even say that it was magic. Yeah. Like Jericho said, how do you pull that trick off? And he says, because I'm magic. Um, and that's fine. But now magic has to be a thing in the w, in the AEW universe going forward. No, I don't know. I'm all, I don't I just, know. I just need consistency. I'll accept anything, but I need consistency. So magic no. now exists. No, and I think, furthermore, I... Matt Hardy is now claiming to be not Matt Hardy, but a man called Damascus, who's yeah, 3,000 three... years old. That's always been part of the Matt Hardy thing, that he's yeah. got like a soul that's 3,000 years old. Um, yeah, I... I, I, I <laughs> I don't have a problem with it because I'm on board with what, like, I, I thought it reminded me of the earlier days of Broken Matt Hardy where I was 100% behind whatever the hell they were going to do. Like, and it was the most, do you remember that? It was yeah. easily the most entertaining thing in wrestling by a country mile. Um, I think what we've got to remember is as well that during these times that companies, I've, I've got to find a way to, to make the most out of what they have. Um, you know, rosters could be ever depleting as time goes on. I've heard that a few more WWE wrestlers have, have gone into quarantine. I think that AEW has kind of got the golden goose at the minute with Matt Hardy because there's so much that you can do with him. You could film an entire episode from the Hardy compound if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, Alan, speculated I mean, that they might have done the blood and guts thing from the uh, the Hardy compound. Um, but obviously, that's on the shelf for the minute. Yeah, I saw, talking about that, I saw uh, some guy moaning um, to Jericho that they weren't doing blood and guts. And he pointed out that they're not allowed to have more than 10 people in a space. And there were 11 people in a, in a War Games match. Right, so yeah. Could, like that's the the major practical reason they're not doing it, other than the fact that it needs to be in front of a crowd. But yeah, the one thing I'm glad about now is that now that magic exists in the AEW universe, the Invisible Man can exist. So we may yet get uh, matches against the Invisible Man, and I wouldn't rule out because Bryce Remsburg's there as well. Maybe a big pay per view stage for Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. Well, you can only hope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just you know, hope that of... we finally get Joey Janela and the, the Invisible Man as tag team champions, an only easy alliance. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they're, they're mates. They're mates. Good. Yeah. It's, it's Invisible Stan who's the bad one. Um. So yeah, a, a bit of a step backwards from last week. Um. But also, I love the. I, I will watch Matt Hardy. I'll, I'll just watch. I'll watch him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and Jericho. And Jericho. Yeah, I, you can't un, underplay Jericho's role in all of this. Just absolute buffoon, but fantastic at the same time. Um, I can't. He had some really good lines. Just trying to remember. Watch it. You can watch it and figure it out yourself. Um, I reckon that's about it, lads. Yeah. We've been going for a while now. Yeah, well, it's been nice catching up with Joe. 
in it. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Even though he sucks and I hate him. Yeah. But you respect uh, me. Yeah, do you want to join me in a circle? <laughs> uh, nah, you're all right. You can join my inner circle, mate. Were. And on that note, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, thanks for joining us. Um, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure trying to just put something out there. You know, I just want to contribute to the world, and this is the way I'm doing it right now. Um, if anybody, um, if anybody who isn't Joe wants to join us, um, maybe drop us a line. We can we can try and get you on. Um, we can maybe force you to watch something that you won't enjoy. Um, I think until um, next, there, there is somebody on the group uh, who wants to be on, and that's Daz Carding. Him of the insane amount of, of tournaments. That oh God, good, yeah. If if you're on the Facebook group, so perhaps we can just get him on to find out what the hell is going on in his in his mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like it. I appreciate it. I mean, I haven't voted on any of them. But, um, no, I did I vote. Um, he's doing it. He, he put a thing up the other night where he asked uh, people to vote what match him and his mates would watch. Um, oh and yeah. I did of course vote for Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. It was that was the only choice um, okay. out of those that that he had on. But yeah, I haven't voted in any of his tournaments yet either. Don't want to skew it. You see, my my vote will be worth so much more than everybody yeah. else's. Um, Once people but, find out where you're voting, that's gonna um, exactly. it's gonna tip the balance. Yeah, it's just, um, just going to so, ruin it. I hope everybody's doing okay. Yeah. We're all looking after each other. And yeah. until next time, the sun is out, but I think you should go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills that we climb, where the seasons are time. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun of the world that we need, we're just starfish on the beach.